Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda like we always do. We have a great show for you. We have Josh Reed from the Red Pill Project. We're going to be discussing uh, Trump's new social media platform called Truth Social and his new SPAC or a special investment vehicle to acquire digital companies. Uh, maybe he has a very interesting strategy against big tech here. We're going to uh, pick Josh's brain all about this and about the high level strategy between the White Hats and the deep state as soon as we get back from a word from our sponsor. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver, while the big banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that's becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call Sovereign Advisors today. They have over 27 years of experience identifying these trends. So so you can maximize your return while at the same time minimize your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. Well, Josh Reed is a veteran who served just under 10 years in the U.S. Navy. He witnessed firsthand the horrors of human trafficking, and he founded the Red Pill Project after experience with information censorship. He's been an investigator in for 20 years into the unfolding global conspiracy and currently the host of the Daily Dose podcast. Let's welcome Josh to the show. How are you doing, Josh? Sean, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Doing well. You know, actually, I'm pretty lucky because uh, I, I'm into investing and stuff. And so when I saw Trump's official statement that he was going to be merging with this other company that's public on the NASDAQ, I just decided to throw whatever was spare in my account just into it, just, you know, as a gamble. And boy, did that pay off. I mean, I was in there at the bell when the market opened. So I was able to capture all that 500% upside. Um, it's just crazy movement in two days. And they've had to shut off. Uh, they've had a halt trading on many platforms uh, several times. Anytime this this stock was about to hit escape velocity and just go to the moon, even more than that 500, 600% move, uh, they would just halt the trading, which reminds you a lot of the GameStop and, and the other uh, things that happen with AMC. So the deep state does not want this SPAC to get really big. They don't want to give Trump the uh, the arsenal to be able to acquire competitors to big tech, do they, Josh? No, they don't. And what you're going to see with this SPAC, this is going to be very, very interesting. Number one, there's the strategy of the social network itself, which we'll touch on here in a second. But if we get into the SPAC and what can happen with this, Trump is going to go up there, out there, and start buying up infrastructure, servers, okay, ISPs, these types of things. Why? Because he who controls data controls the flow of information. He who controls the flow of information controls the narrative. This is what we're going to see. I, Trump knows exactly what he needs to do to fight back against these criminals, against these crooks, against these commies. And right now, we truly are seeing a massive unfolding global conspiracy. We have the War of the Roses going on between all the world powers, between all the world elite. Everybody is grabbing straws for power. And now Trump is making his move. And Sean, you know, I found it incredibly interesting. We were live the other day when the announcement came out. And we're sitting there and we're looking at the boards. If, if, when I reference the boards, I'm talking about that little cute character, right? I'm referencing the boards. 
And all of a sudden we see this come out and I go, wait a minute. I, we, we remember this. So someone said it in the chat. I go, Josh, check this out. I went and checked it out. And sure enough, there it was right there, Sean. I couldn't believe it. This was QPOS 4910 from October 21st, 2020. This was 364 days um, after. Okay. This is almost a one year Delta. And Q posted, freedom of information, kill brackets, truth equals end. Now, if anybody's followed the Red Pill Project, they followed my Daily Dose podcast, they know that since November of last year, I said, well, about December last year, I said that Trump's going to come out with a social network, he rumored about it, and I said, this is what we're all waiting for. You got to remember, they, they, they came out and they said they were going to release Hunter Biden's laptop in September, October. Jack Posobiec was talking about, oh, I'm going to release it. If you want to come see it, come on over here and see it. The news agencies had it. Giuliani's had it. Why hasn't it been released? Well, because if they released it before the election, after the election, or any time in between, they would shut the internet off. They would literally take it off the servers, just like they did the Donald Trump's Twitter account, just like they did to many of us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Apple. Josh, they would just wipe us off the planet. You're saying that that kind of accelerates things to the end game. The deep state would feel too threatened by it, and they would start implementing whatever control they have over the communication systems, shutting down mm -hmm. the big tech platforms and so forth immediately. So, so they're slow playing this purposefully. The White Hats are slow playing this uh, because they don't want to accelerate it to the end game right away. Is that right? Yeah. So, so what we're looking at here is small little movements. And I think they've already made some movements that we haven't seen. Um, but we're seeing that Trump is going to put this social network out there. Now we have good hosting companies out there um, that are completely decentralized and not dependent upon Amazon or Google or, you know, the only thing that they're really dependent upon is a, a centralized internet, which we have in the United States. And that's very unfortunate. But I think with uh, the, the, the bringing about of new satellite technology and different types of technologies, we might actually be able to get around that. Now, I actually have a company that I'm working with that we're talking to that actually has a solution to that and gets you away from this decentralized ISP, internet service provider. So what we're seeing here, Sean, is we're seeing the building up of a whole new internet, of a whole new economy that is growing out of this for patriots, for the unvaccinated, that doesn't discriminate, that doesn't censor, that is going to be outside of the world of the global elites, of this 1% of this 1%. Because here's the thing, the only reason that those sickos, those commies, those pedos can continue to do what they do is because we give them money through the companies that we utilize, through Walmart, through um, through Amazon, to whatever it might be. Oh, yeah. We continue to Josh, give those just companies as an money. Example as an example for this, uh, Prather U, you know, the conservative university yep. and Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro and some of these big conservative ad spenders on Facebook, they have spent so many millions of dollars. They could have created their own social media platform many times over. This is something the CEO of Gab pointed out that the conservatives are spending so much to the, the masters of big tech. That, that he's saying it only cost him a couple million to build Gab, and they're spending tens of millions just on ads on Facebook alone, for example. So you're right. We're really feeding the parasite that's, uh, that's hosting on us. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is we've been feeding it for 30 years, and they've acquired all of our wealth and uh, our our representatives in Washington have taken the rest of our wealth and sent it over for generations to come. Um 
So we have to look at a strategy. What would Trump's strategy be here with this SPAC? What would Trump's strategy be with the social network? Well, I think what's going to happen is they're going to release this. They're going to get people onto the platform. Now, one strategy, and if Donald, if President Donald Trump is listening, I hope that he implements this, okay? So when you have a social network, when you have an app, we have a social network, a private social network called socialredpill.com. If people want to check it out, it's completely private. We don't censor, but this is what happens is you take in certain information about your users. This information, the demographics are the geographic location of that person, the age range, the person's name. These are important things when you start talking about voter fraud. Sean, think about this. Every single person that's going to go to Donald Trump's social network is going to sign up. What if he put up on that sign-up sheet an affidavit at the bottom? Hey, just a question. Who did you vote for in the 2020 election, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? And this is a legal affidavit that you're actually submitting to that company, to that social network to actually sign up for it, which means that when 100 million people go to sign up for Donald Trump's social network, we can go and poll Maricopa County out of there. All the people in Maricopa County that signed up for that, and we can see who voted for Donald Trump and who voted for Joe Biden. And we can see sworn a sworn legal affidavit that these people voted for Donald Trump. And now he has this information to legally go contest Maricopa County if the numbers are different from what was projected in the audit and so forth. Now think about this. You can do this right. in Fulton County. You can do this all throughout the country. Yeah, there, there's so many possibilities. We're just scratching the surface with our imagination about what his strategy mm -hmm. could be. I mean, the real value is the people, the the, the network, the social network. Uh, network effects are very important when you start talking about investments and, and so forth. And if he can be the general that's commanding millions of people on that communication platform, that's very powerful. He can tell them all, okay, everyone, delete your Facebook profile today. He can say, okay, everyone, if, you're, if your employer is saying, uh, to get a vaccine, don't show up to work today. I mean, he can change everything as long as he has communication between him and his base, which is, remember, we are the majority. This is millions and millions of people. And that's it. And you got to remember, you can't tell the people you need to show them. And when people start to see that 100 million, 150 million people join up the Donald Trump social network, truth.social, oh man, you better watch out. Things are going to start to fly. The deep state propaganda campaigns that are going to come against this, the hackers that are going to start attacking this platform, it's going to be massive. I guarantee you'll probably see data leaks only because they are going to throw everything at this social network because they do not want this to happen. And one of the things we have yeah. to realize oh, – go ahead, Sean. It's, it's already happening. It's funny because uh, I told you I invested in a SPAC. And so I'm, I'm yeah. like in TD, TD Ameritrade in the back end and they show you any related uh, news articles to, to the what you're investing in. And it, it, all these hit pieces like, uh, you know, Donald Trump's new social network is is violating the licensing terms of Mastodon. And, and you know, like the last time Donald Trump tried to have a public company, it was a total disaster. Meanwhile, like apparently uh, a lot of people think that this is going to be very valuable because it's gone up by hundreds of percents in the last two days. So they try so hard to smear it and wipe it and attack it, including shutting down trading. They're just outwardly manipulating the markets. Well, in the markets, we don't control the markets. The markets are not dependent upon supply and demand, and they haven't been for a long time. And this is why you see these these spikes up in price, and they have to pull their circuit breakers now. They did do that. Or it's too much of a, a uptrend or too much of a downtick. Whatever it might be, they want to be able to control the markets. Uh, 
you know, it, it, and that's the sad thing with the United States of America is we have crony capitalism, we have corrupt politicians, and we haven't had a real free America probably since the 1800s. And that's a completely different story in its own. But I think what we're seeing here is, listen, Sean, we know about Hunter Biden's laptop. We know about Wiener's laptop. We know about Hillary Clinton's emails. We know about all this information. And a lot of it has never been released. And we've been sitting here going, why wasn't it released? Well, because if they ever released it, Sean, it would have been shut down overnight. This is what happened when they started releasing some of these files from Hunter Biden's laptop in September and October of 2020. They immediately shut it off of Twitter. They shut it down on Facebook. They shut it down on Google. You couldn't get this stuff shared. But what happens when that stuff gets released on Donald Trump's social network that is not controlled by the deep state, that is not controlled by the globalists, that they can't shut down the servers, that the only thing they can do is delete an app, but you can still put it on as a uh, special web app on your phone. What happens when you can't delete that content? You can show the corruption for what it is. You can show the world what is really happening behind the scenes. And I think that that's what this is going to be. You know, uh, Donald Trump talked about this a while back uh, before the 2020 campaign. He said, we have the ability to reach 200 plus million people instantaneously, instantaneously. Think about that power. Now put that into a social platform, put that into a social construct where the president of the United States can come out and say, Hey guys, I need you all to go file out this affidavit right here per your County and tell us if you voted for me or if you voted for uh, sleepy Joe Biden or Kami Kamala. Think about what that's going to do to the liberal narrative, to the mainstream media narrative. It's going to crumble. CNN right now is on a lifeline. I don't even like to mention the Communist News Network anymore, but they are on a well, lifeline. Well, actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because these, uh, you know, the news is dead. The, these companies have been flopping. They, they've been wrong in every big story for the last few years, and, and there's just all-time low trust. Uh, the stock prices are, are, are down in the dumps. Uh, the, the viewership is way down. Uh, so, you know, these companies are ripe for a hostile takeover. So if mm. Donald Trump is able to raise tens of billions of dollars and these the stock market and, and then he threatens to sue these companies for for all of their problems and then stock price dives even more. He could literally take over CNN and then become the new CEO of CNN. I mean, can you imagine if people already have the TVs in their home and they're already connected to these networks and they turn it on and it's it's all of a sudden it's the truth? Like that could also be a big game changer. Well, you know, I, I think that we're always going to have a certain level of media that is going to be biased to a certain end. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're never going to get the full truth of any story. And this is why we have alternative media. And this is why alternative media is thriving right now. Um, your show, American Media Periscope, our shows on redpills.tv, all these shows are thriving right now because we're actually going out there. We're doing our due diligence. We're doing our research. We're looking at the narrative that's playing out and we're telling the people the truth. We're not BSing them. We're not lying to them. And this is what is so freaking beautiful about the technology that we have these days is I can communicate with anybody around the world instantaneously and I can give them information. They can take that information and they can discern for it themselves. They can use their own mental faculties, their own volition to determine if that information is true or false. And they can even go out and research it. I mean, this is unheard of. 30, 40 years ago, you couldn't even think of that world. You'd be sitting there talking with friends and seeing who knows the most to get the, some information out of them so you can learn a little bit more. We were talking right before this show about 
expanding beyond your limitations. We all have mental limitations. We all have limitations in society and life and whatever it might be. And this world is all about expanding beyond that. And this is what alternative media is doing, is allowing people to expand beyond the mainstream, the corrupt commie narrative that is being portrayed out there. And I can tell you right now, and I, I bet you guys are seeing it as well, Sean, I get more and more liberals watching my show every day, writing me saying, Thank you so much for waking me up. I listened to one of your shows and everything just all of a sudden made sense. I could see the world as for what it truly was. And this is just one big debacle, if you want to call it that. It's one big it's like an un- deep Deprogramming uh, all, all the uh, yeah. propaganda that people have been consuming for so long. And then it's it's kind of our job to to set things straight, to deprogram and reprogram, and give people critical thinking skills so they can do their own due diligence and and figure things out on their own. I do want to talk to you about the high level strategy uh, between the deep state and the White House, but before we go there, I'm still interested in flushing out more of the strategy uh, for Trump and against big tech. So. Uh, can you kind of just speculate here about what kind of ecosystem would be valuable to Trump? Because I'm, I'm looking at what Gab is doing. They've got their own video platform that competes with uh, YouTube. You know, they're mm-hmm. launching Gab Pay. So that's a competition with PayPal and, and Stripe and all, all that. So what are some of the things that you think would be really valuable for Trump to have in his technology ecosystem for his SPAC to go and acquire uh, competitors to, to the big tech uh, monopolies? Donald Trump is going to do what people least expect. What is the one thing that is happening today in our current paradigm, in our current reality, that Donald Trump has been outspoken about and against? But he's always said Bitcoin. He never said cryptocurrency. He never said blockchain. And I'm telling you, I think what they're going to do is they are gonna move into blockchain technology, web 3.0 protocols. This is where everything is moving towards right now in our society. We're moving towards a digital infrastructure of a web 3.0 protocol. Um, Think about it like this is, Remember how a few years ago, I mean, right now you can go out there, you can go to Comcast or whoever they are and you can go get a, a cable package, right? And they pick the channels that you have to buy in that package. Nobody wants that anymore. This is why Amazon came out and they do it a la carte. You can go in there, you select what channels you want, you pay a monthly premium, good to go. Choose five channels, you pay $20.99 or whatever it is. Everything is moving towards this private type of network, private decentralization, where we, we had a guest on our show the other night, The Daily Dose, and he was talking about private membership associations. Now, this is actually a business type that people can do, right? And the federal government and state governments cannot touch you inside. You can- uh, I actually have experience with this, Josh. Uh, In in Pennsylvania, they they really limit uh, the ability for you to buy raw dairy. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, neighbors with Mennonites and Amish, it's part of their lifestyle for hundreds of years. So they sell- regular, you know, non-pasteurized dairy to their community members, but they all have to join a private organization, uh, you know, and, and they have to sign a contract. So like, hey, we're in a private club here. And so this is a private contract, has nothing to do with the government. Government has no jurisdiction over us and what we do with each other. 
And so, you know, then you just go into this place. There's this private refrigerator and it says on here for private members only and you open it up and, and you buy it if, you, if you're a part of the private club. So uh, that's very effective for skirting these unconstitutional uh, kind of mandates in Pennsylvania. That's it. And so we're going to see a lot of, so we're seeing it as well right now building up in the medical community. So you have a lot of doctors joining these private membership associations where you can just join this PMA, you go in there and you can go find a doctor in your area and this doctor will treat you with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or the actual medication that you need if you actually got COVID or if you by chance somehow got vaccinated and you need to curve the, uh, the growth of spike proteins in your system, you can actually utilize these medications to help that. And so these PMAs are actually doing this right now. We did a great episode on it last uh, two nights ago, or yeah, two nights ago on my show uh, on redpills.tv. People can check it out at the Daily Dose. Um, but it was an hour-long interview pertaining to PMAs. But this is what's happening, Sean, is Donald Trump and this SPAC are going to position themselves to start building the infrastructure for the economy 2.0, for the new alternative economy that is building up. See, what's happening here, Sean, is we have a worldwide awakening, a great awakening, if you want to call it that. People are pulling their work, their value. People have value. My time is value. Your time is value. This is what we give to employers in exchange for money. People are pulling their value out of the marketplace. They're saying, you know what? If you're going to mandate something, if you're going to dictate something to me, I'm done with you. I don't want to work for you. I'm leaving. And I'm taking my hours, my time, my skills, everything with me. And this is what just happened in Chicago. And what happens right after that? Indiana reaches out to these cops and says, hey, look, no vaccine mandates over here. We'll pay you a little bit more. You can come over here. Great benefits. We'll hire you. And see, we're creating a secondary economy that is outside of this global corruption, that is outside of this communism infrastructure that is being built by Joe Biden, the infrastructure bills, the reconciliation bills, and all these things that are happening here, the world, the Great Reset, the Agenda 2030 that are coming to America. People are moving outside of that system and setting up a separate economy, which is going to thrive because we're moving our money and our value out of the current system and putting it now into this new system, which is going to be decentralized and private. Yes, and it does make sense to me. I know Trump has said that he's not a big proponent of Bitcoin and he believes the U.S. dollar is is the you know cream of the crop. But that's probably because he wants to someday have uh, the U.S. dollar be some kind of decentralized sound money type of thing. Uh, but, yeah, you know, people are sick and tired of sending their kids in to be brainwashed. It's like, why be a part of that beast system when you can withdraw your kids and then do something else? You know, you can go mm -hmm. with other parents. You know, you talked about, you know, getting out of the medical tyranny. We can get out of the educational tyranny. You can homeschool. You can have a private school. You can have a private uh, association with other parents and educators. Uh, so yeah, I think that parallel economy is so important. And and the CEO of Gab, Andrew Torba, is talking about that quite a lot. You know, he really, of course, believes in his own platform. They they did already release the YouTube alternative, Gab TV. They mm -hmm. say they're releasing uh, Gab Pay. Okay, I don't know what that's going to be, but I think decentralized money has to be a part of this because we don't want to be a part of the central banking system anymore. The Bank of International Settlements, the, the World Bank, you know, the International Monetary Fund, uh, the Rothschild Central Banking, it's all just part of the B system. And the sooner we can get ourselves out of it and have something else, the better. So what do you think is the best alternative right now? Is it simply Bitcoin or, or what do you think? 
No, I, I actually, I own zero Bitcoin. I've been in, I, te- I teach crypto masterminds. I, te- I, I know all about cryptocurrency. I've been in cryptocurrency for years. I own zero Bitcoin. Now people will say I'm crazy. No, I'm not crazy. You have to see where things are going. If you look at where Facebook and all these, Facebook Verge or whoever these people are now, you got to look where the technology is going. The technology is moving towards what we would call augmented or virtual reality and a metaverse. This is the digital side of how things are going to be moving, right? And then it's going to move to private internets that on a blockchain, let's say that you have Ethereum and you have Solana blockchain, you need a bridge, some type of interoperability to communicate between those two. But let's say that the redpills.tv is now on Ethereum, but it's a private membership association. You have to have a membership to get in there. But now we're also on the Solana blockchain so we can cross communicate between each other and you need these bridges. These are certain technologies that come about and communicate between these blockchains and they transfer data back and forth because there's different protocols on them. Okay. This is what you're going to see. You're going to see very similar to ready user, ready user one. I think the movie was where you go in and there's going to be like an Amazon store that you can virtually select products and throw them in your cart and check out just right there. And you're going to have multiple different types of virtual currencies. Now this is going to be in a virtual world and this is going to be post collapse. Okay, as I'm telling you, they have to collapse everything. They have to bring it down to the ground. So what's happening now is we're seeing these people set up this infrastructure for this. Now, I don't know the blockchain that it's going to be on. I don't know if they're going to utilize all blockchains, but I'm telling you, if they want to get a a portion of the market dynamic that's going to happen, if they want to control the future, you have to go towards blockchain technology because blockchain technology keeps things accurate. It's uh, It's a digital ledger that keeps things accurate. It keeps things honest, right? And when we start talking about Ethereum, right now Ethereum is coming out with 2.0 in the next, about the, another year, uh, ETH 2.0 will be coming out and that's going to reduce gas fees drastically. And when this type of stuff happens, the technology that is going to be built on these layered platforms is going to be massive, including what's happening right now with certain other companies. And I think what the SPAC is going to do is they're going to act very much like Vanguard and BlackRock. They're going to go out there and they're going to get investor capital, most likely from people like you and me, everyday people who want to see change in this world. They're going to go out there, they're going to raise the capital, and they're going to start buying positions in each one of these companies. And if they can get a larger position than Vanguard, if they can get a larger position than State Street and BlackRock, guess what? Now they control the house. Now they control the market. And I think that's a great idea moving into the future. But we have to see that everything right now is being uh, propositioned towards a collapse. So before any of this stuff happens, I think this is just preliminary for Trump and the SPAC and everything like that, is they want to build a foundation. They want to build an infrastructure before what happens actually does happen. This way, they're positioned for when everything starts to come back online, they're there, they're ready, and they have they can hit the ground running and take over from the globalists and the elitists after they're defeated in what I say is the War of the Roses. Well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, it seems to be in a real hurry uh, to get to this metaverse, right? I mean, he's changing the name of Facebook. He's talking about the metaverse. Metaverse is a word that probably the average person never heard of until last week when uh, this came out in the news about Mark Zuckerberg changing the name of Facebook. But of course, they've already been heavily interested in uh, VR, virtual reality, uh, with uh, the hardware related to that, and also to, uh, you know, they had their little experiment that didn't really work out with cryptocurrency, but they, they've got all of the talents and knowledge and ability to uh, launch 
at crypto, which they are planning to do very shortly. Uh, and then for them to be able on their ecosystem, Instagram and WhatsApp and everything, for people to be able to, they could be the biggest bank in the world immediately. So uh, yeah, this is the kind of thing that Trump is up against. They already have an infrastructure for a metaverse. And for people who don't know what we're saying about metaverse, I thought you did a pretty good job. Uh, but it's this idea that, you know, uh, you can live in a virtual reality and buy virtual goods, and it's going to involve all of the latest hardware. Uh, you know, like right now, we're still de dealing with hardware that looks very similar to the hardware we had 10 years ago. It's not that different, right? But we're going to cross this line pretty soon here where we have VR that's indistinguishable from reality. And so, uh, you know, then you have uh, what we've already seen in cryptocurrency and blockchain this whole phenomenon, this whole kind of uh, speculative bubble of NFTs, this non-fungible tokens, where basically the first thing to get tokenized in the crypto world has been the art world. For you to be able to own something uni unique, but it's purely digital. So can you imagine how much more relevant that will be when you have a virtual home and you have a virtual business and you, you meet up with your friends in these virtual rooms and these virtual organizations. And then of course, it's going to be a lot more, make a lot more sense to own something that's unique. That's actually purely digital. Right. So do you think that's where we're heading? And, and do you think there's going to be a lot of people who just say, you know what, I don't want to go there. I don't want to plug into the matrix. I want to live in the real world. See, this is the beauty of what I think Donald Trump and the SPAC are going to do. See, Bitcoin, I, Bitcoin has no intrinsic value except for the value that people give it. It's just the, the, the demand for Bitcoin that gives Bitcoin its value, right? Yeah, it's got some, uh, you know, 256 uh, hash algorithm, all this it's shot 256 algorithm, everything. Yeah, great. But guess what? It has no intrinsic value except for the value that people give it. This is the same for anything in the world. But you just talked about non-fungible tokens. You talked about NFTs. This happens on smart contract blockchains like Ethereum, like Solana, like Cardano, right? So think about this for a minute. What did Donald Trump say was a way better asset than Bitcoin? He said land, real physical property, something tangible I can actually touch. Well, guess what NFTs do? They allow for the tokenization of actual physical assets. They allow for me to digitize an actual physical property, tokenize it, split it up into different sections. So let's say one of 100. So now I can go out there. This fact goes out there and buys up hundreds of millions of acres around the planet of land, of buildings, of real estate, of, of art. And now I can go and own a piece of that by buying that non-fungible token, by buying a piece of that digital token that is on that blockchain. Okay. So now me, the property ownership comes back to me and I can buy a, a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there. I can own a 0.2 acres here and 0.1 acre there and five acres over here. And it doesn't really matter, but guess what? We're bringing ownership of the land of the earth, the land of America, back to the people. This is what it was all about. You know, this is one of the most important things that our founding fathers understood about the preservation of freedom and liberty, property ownership. And this is one of the things that Klaus Schwab said that you will no longer own by 2030. You will no longer own things and you will love it. Guess what? If you don't own anything, if you don't own tangible physical assets like that, like art or property, you're a slave to the system. You're owned by the system. 
Think about that. If you actually own land and property, you can actually do things. You can build a business on it. You can create a garden. You can go out there and have a farmland, right? Just one acre of farmland can net you a good, small, little business. People need to understand this. They need to start buying guns, ammo, and land. And I'm serious about that. Gun, ammo, and food storage, long-term food storage, and land. And land is what makes us American. It's what makes us different from a lot of other countries is that we have the ability to go out there and own a piece of our country. And if you own a piece of your country, now you can dictate to your politicians and representatives what happens on that property. And it's critically important to our freedoms and liberties. And our founding fathers knew this. And so far, and so far in the last hundred years, we've gotten away from land ownership. We've let big conglomerates come in. And, and Sean, this is actually interesting. If you want to take a look at who controls Washington, D.C., most people are going to say the lobby. And they're absolutely right. Now, if you ask, does the lobby actually have a vote? Well, absolutely. They vote with their dollars through the lobby. And these are corporations, foreign countries, and conglomerates. Well, guess what? Who owns the majority of the land in the United States of America? It's these same owners of these corporations that have the lobbyists well, yeah. I mean, in Washington, D.C. This has really accelerated. I mean, BlackRock, Vanguard, you know, these big investment firms, they're buying up one in five of single family homes in the United States. So they're bidding, they're outbidding uh, us. They're trying to turn us into serfs so that they can be this kind of ownership class. And we are just permanently renting for the rest of our lives. It's just an obvious plan. But I really like what you're saying. I really hope that that's true. I do have hope. And I'm going to go to commercial real quick. But when we get back, I'm going to yeah. talk about why I have hope for Donald Trump in charge of this SPAC. Awesome. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group. Cleveland Insurance Group is a true patriot company. Check out the link in the description below. You can get a free ebook and a free consultation about annuities. Well, Josh, my my faith in Trump, it's not faith, it's not blind faith. It's just his track record, you know, what the fact that he he of all people understands the real value of real estate, of building something and then, you know, from having the number one TV show and be really learning how to how to do marketing and, and play on people's emotions and so forth. Uh, he's turned into a social media master. He has so much political capital, but he also has so much just influence in general mm -hmm. to be able to get millions of people all to, like we talked about before, maybe do something like go on a strike or, or to shut down their Facebook accounts. Uh, but he has done like a covert operation here. This digital acquisition company, DWAC, on the NASDAQ, I mean, no one ever heard of it before. I mean, this is just totally off the radar, right? No one expected uh, his company to partner with them. 
There's probably nothing too special about them. He just needed a public company so that he could, you know, raise the money easily. But I bet he's been working on this for a long time behind the scenes, you know, getting the right Mm -hmm. uh, platform figured out, the right strategy, the right people in place, uh, looking at what's working, what isn't working uh, with uh, the competitors to big tech, uh, looking at what the moves of what big tech's doing. Uh, So I I see he has the ability as a builder, as a visionary, as an entrepreneur, as a leader to be able to really uh, give big tech a run for their money. Or if not, at least get them to think that they're going to do that. And then they waste a bunch of ammunition and resources on something while he has, you know, some other plan along the way. It wouldn't surprise me if he launched a crypto or launched another SPAC. It's just more and more things. And they just have to keep on. You know, trying to like that game at the carnival where you're just playing whack-a-mole, trying to just it keeps popping up. I can imagine because look at what Trump has done. He hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, shilled or persuaded anyone to get involved in this. All he did was release an official statement that had a legal mumbo jumbo at the end that said, "I'm not soliciting you to buy this stock," and everyone rushed to the doors. And so, can you imagine what kind of support he's going to get when he actually goes and says? Truth Social is going to be the best social networking in the world. It's going to be better than Instagram and blah, blah, blah. He's going to really rally people to join, to collect their information. And the real value is the network effect. Anyone who invests in these types of companies, they know the real value is in the number of active users. And so it's all about the network effects. You're absolutely right. And, uh, I think that we all can see what's coming here. Firstly, nothing can stop what's coming. Um, If we look at the current world and what things are moving towards, we understand that things are being progressively brought down, brought down to the ground. They're tearing down the old system to implement a new system. See, what's going to happen here is everything's going to come vulnerable to that point. And this is what Trump's doing. He understands this. And I think he's just positioning himself, the SPAC, to go out there and do exactly that, to buy everything on the ground level, to go out there, to bring the power back to the people, to bring in the power back to the people is how your money is spent, where your attention goes, right? And so you're right, Sean, this network effect is going to be massive and it's going to be global as well. Now, I think it's only open to uh, iPhone users right now. You had to register to get on the list um, and then you'll be invited in and then it's going to launch on Apple originally. Um, And you know they're going to try to shut this down. But it's kind of interesting that it's Apple, right? And Apple is also, uh, you know, laying, getting under the knees to China and China is kind of acting very, very rogue to this global cabal. Um, So kind of an interesting twist there. But I think what we're going to see happen is people are going to leave Twitter. People are going to leave Facebook. They're going to leave Instagram. And you're going to see a mass exodus away from these social networks. And you're going to see people flood in to truth social. And when that happens, the real numbers of how big this movement really is, the real momentum of how powerful the consent of the people, of how powerful we the people actually are, will be shown for the first time. That's the great unveiling that's happening here, Sean, is that people in the world are truly going to see how big this movement really is is people who've never been on social media are probably going to come on the social media for the first time. Everybody who got an exodus off of Twitter, they're going to be on it. People from Facebook, they're going to come over. Facebook, it's a ghost town these days. I don't know if you ever go on there. It's a ghost town. There's nothing on there. 
you know, Jack Dorsey was lying to his investors about how many active users they had. I was actually a victim of this when we advertised with them many, many, many years ago. We, we had a, an ad we ran. They said we got 70,000 clicks on our ad and they charged us an erroneous amount of money. And I went to the Apple App Store and we had like seven clicks. I'm like, what are you talking about? We had none. We fought it. We won. But they have these AI algorithms. They have bots that go out there. They interact with people. They comment for people. If you remember, uh, General Stanley McChrystal was part of uh, defund, uh, Defeat Disinfo, which was a Democrat-sponsored, uh, DNC-sponsored group that utilized DARPA AI technology during the 2020 election. What they did is basically, if you were a blue check mark and you were a liberal, you'd go into their AI, you would give them your login credentials, this AI would log into your account, and then it would produce a counter-narrative for any blue check mark on the conservative side. And so a lot of these blue check marks that were reached tweeting or responding or writing. This is actually an AI utilized during the 2020 election. Now, that type of stuff is pretty crazy, but this is the, the lengths that these liberals will go to to defeat, to defeat the truth. And see, the thing is, Sean, I think you know this. The truth will prevail. God wins in the end. The truth will always prevail. Nothing can stop what's coming. Yeah, everybody, I'm telling you right now, is things are going to come to a halt. Things are going to come crashing down to an epic halt. We all see it. We all know it. We're watching the supply chain disruptions. We're watching the power grid energy disruptions. We're watching our currency being hyperinflated. We're watching this market that doesn't reflect any of this stuff. Completely crazy and manipulated market. We have the Evergrande scandal, scandal in China with the global economy on the brink. We have our politicians just completely ignoring the Constitution, trampling on the, the faces of Americans and creating draconian and communist policies and bills, not even caring what we think or what their constituents think. This system is going to come crashing down. And this is exactly what Q told us. You remember? Uh, what was it? It was uh, uh, the, the, the one that uh, Gerard Butler. had the will to change. No, it was the Gerard Butler movie. The, uh, the uh, I forgot the I'm name. I'm going to bring we got... down the, the uh, something yeah. uh, temple down. Yes. I, I know what you got to tear the whole corrupt thing down. You got to burn it all down to the ground. Look, man, the swamp is so corrupt that one man in eight years can't change it, that nobody can change it. We have to we have to change out the whole infrastructure. We have to start at the local levels. We have to start back at the community. This is I was on uh, a steel truth the other day with Ann, and I said this. I said, look, we need to get back to the family. You need to go to your family, to your wife, to your children, to your husband, to your brother, your sister, your mother, your cousin. Say, look, I don't care your political affiliation. I don't care what you think about the vaccine. I love you. OK, I love you because we have to get back to a moral and ethical foundation into our family. This will cascade out into the community, from the community, into the state, from the state, into the federal government. Our federal government got corrupt because they took the father and the mother out of the household. They took love and God out of the household. That's why we're in the situation now. We were given the drink of ignorance that the devil gave us, Sean. And right now. People are realizing that I have to get back to this moral and ethical foundation within my heart, within my head, and within our God, okay? And we have to bring that foundation back to our home. When we do that, when we do that, we can start to rebuild 
this. We can start to get rid of the swamp creatures, start getting rid of the corruption. Because if we have a moral and ethical foundation established in our household, nobody can come and trample on that household. We have it within our community. Nobody can trample on that community. We have it in our state. Nobody can trample on that state. We have it in our country. Nobody can trample on that country. And that's where it begins. It begins in the household. But if we look at this in a wide structure, when they bring this system down, and yes, they are going to bring this system down. Because guys, you got to remember, build back better. 666, we can look at it that way. But here's the thing. In order to build something back better, you first have to bring it down to the ground. You have to destroy it first. They are going to well, destroy guys, right? The White yep. House and the deep state want this destruction because yep. you, you have know, to. The, the deep state wants to reconstruct a surveillance state where, you know, you're required to have the vaccines and the forever booster shots. And, you know, you can track people and surveil them and control them through the, uh, decentralized cryptocurrencies that are maybe deflationary or or whatever and get people to not have private property they're pretty you know they write books about this stuff called the great reset so it's pretty obvious what they want that's what they want to build back better but what do the white hats want they want to also uh, bring down this central banking system to bring bring down the the corrupt system and replace it with a uh, decentralized one with patriots with uh, sound money principles and so forth so so you're right i do see the the destruction as inevitable but the question is who's going to be there to pick up the pieces and, and i do see the strategy from trump and from general flynn and and you notice general flynn he's not just sitting at home Right, he's traveling around the country with Clay Clark, motivating patriots to get involved in their local communities. Uh, President Trump is vetting, you know, Republicans around the the country to make sure that we get patriots in those key places. This is something you talked about in another show we did, Josh, about how important the political uh, side to have patriots embedded in all the different levels and all the different types of uh, the the governmental structure. So, but I just want to return real quick to Truth Social because uh, it yeah. is like this this app that's kind of already preloaded in, in the App Store, but it's going to be released in, in 2022. Uh, but you can go to truthsocial.com. You can put in your email address and they'll keep you updated on, on the release and everything. But that does give us a bit of a timeline, doesn't it, Josh? So we know he's not going to have a social media network ready until 2022, right? So, so that's when this is the kickoff, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And any thoughts on the timeline? Um, I, I don't know about the timeline uh, per se when they're actually going to be releasing it in 22, but um, why would they allow us to go through winter? I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be spring. You know, rebirth, resurrection all happen in springtime, Easter, great holiday, right? Uh, but we have to go through a dark winter to get there. Um, you know, the world has to see what is being done here. And many, many people are waking up. I got a phone call the other day, unexpected, Sean. I can't get too much into it, uh, but the the people that I talk to are very well connected. Some of them um, that this person is connected to sit at the table of these same people that we're talking about here, these, these global elites, these people who make decisions that will change the world instantaneously. And they are fed up with what is happening, Sean. They're seeing what's happening. All of them are now scrambling to build kind of like their own um, contingencies or their little armies, if you want to talk about that. They're going out there and they're allocating resources. They're putting their money towards resources because they all see what's happening. See, when, when the Great Reset happens, and it's going to happen, 
everything's going to come crashing down. Well, even the Satanist globalists, these ones, these elitists, a small little percentage, they become vulnerable at this point because you got to remember, it's we the people. It's the people in the world that decide what happens next. It's we the people who will be hungry, who will be homeless, who will be cold. It's we the people who are going to go out there and protest our governments. It's we the people who will demand a new system. And what system that is depends on how well informed we are of what level of information we're receiving from our leaders that are perceived in front of us. And I think that this is where this is really crucial is you have to show the outlining narrative. We know that another variant of this virus is coming, that it most likely it's going to be even more lethal. It's probably coming from the vaccine. We already know all this, that the vaccinated are um, asymptomatic carriers. That 84% of the vaccinated people are asymptomatic carriers of some type of variant of this virus. And they are infecting unvaccinated and even vaccinated people. Okay. When this other variant comes about and it starts kicking off and killing people. I don't want to say that. I don't want to believe it. But if it happens, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. We got the flu season and well effect right now. We have vitamin D levels dropping. This is a, a perfect storm that is coming up. And this is what Joe Biden was referencing in the dark winter. When this happens, the world is going to wake up to the truth. This is why I think it is truth social, because the world is going to wake up to the truth of what is happening in this world. The coup that is happening on our planet and, you know, I talk to a lot of people about this, Sean, and um, I, I don't think they're human. It, at the very least, I think they're demonic. I, I can tell you that they're at least demonic, whoever these global elite are, these, these people that we don't know that work behind the shadows. But what they're doing to human beings is sick. It's disgusting. It's genocide on epic proportions. It's a genocidal anti-humanity campaign. That's for sure. It and it's not the first one. You know, we we lived through not you and I, but as humanity through World War One and World War Two and Stalin and Mao. I mean, they've they've tried to do this before many times to kill, and they were successful at killing millions of people. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is just uh, you know this generation's chance to to learn from this and, and to figure out a yeah. way to defeat it. Um, so you've talked about this idea of the War of the Roses, that, that mm -hmm. there are these different factions of the deep state, and there are probably different factions of the White Hats as well. And so um, China seemed to be uh, allied, allied with the deep state uh, for a while there. Uh, they certainly were trying to infiltrate our institutions and buy them off and, and, and buy off the politicians and certain uh, – you know, just the, the same old unconventional, uh, unrestricted warfare doctrine. But you also saw in the Q drops and you also saw in, in the uh, rhetoric from Donald Trump and uh, president of China, that there was also this willingness to work together between Trump and Xi, between US and China. And, and uh, you do see people like George Soros, bad, I think we talked about this in the last show we did, how George Soros is really anti China and anti-President Xi. So um, tell me about how you view these different factions of, of the deep state or, or the different factions of the White Hats. Uh, how do you group them and categorize them in your mind? Well, I, I look at it as uh, a lot of people call it a pyramid, right? The Illuminati pyramid. Um, this structure is kind of good in the sense of organization of how it all works. But if we look at the global elites, these are very, very old money, very, very old bloodlines, bankers, um, uh, influential, uh, influential people throughout history, right? These families, the families that you do not see 
the names that you do not hear. That's who these people are. Okay. A lot of them derive from the old Phoenician cults that invaded Italy, invaded the Vatican, so forth. Um, we we can derive this back thousands and thousands of years to the old um, Athenian and uh, Minebra cults, uh, the old uh, satanic cults that derive from this, the cults of Baal and so forth. But either way, whoever they are, they, that's a small, small percentage of what's actually happening on that global elite structure. Um, John Coleman, Dr. John Coleman wrote a book and did a video lecture series called The Committee of 300 back in the 1990s. He's a former CIA um, operations manager who basically learned the secrets about what was happening in the world while working in the CIA, came out and basically exploited it and started telling the whole world all about it. Um, he talks about the old Italian black nobility. He talks about the Phoenician cult. He talks about these families that you've never heard of who rule the world. Now, that's about as far as I'll get into that. But when we start looking at this, that committee of 300 has grown to about a thousand right now. And the people that sit at that table out of the thousand, maybe less than 25 are these satanic people that are actually pulling the strings who have their minions and strategic places down through that pyramid. Okay. So I look at this more as a Hydra and this Hydra has multiple heads and these heads are what we would call factions. So this global elite that we're looking at that controls everything on this planet, financially, economically, politically, socially, militaristically. Okay. They don't agree. They don't like each other and they're all fighting each other for power. And they all understand that this great reset is happening. Why? Because the system has gotten so corrupt and so out of control that you have to bring it to, down to the ground and you have to restart it and rebuild it. And they're looking at this feudalistic type of model to do that with. Now, a lot of people are like, well, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm a multi-billionaire or my family's been in this, uh, this group for generations and we own these lands and you're going to make them off limits. You're saying that we can't own these lands, that, that our companies are going to go away. You're going to defund us. And that's what happened is one section of this head of this Hydra started attacking all the rest. They started trying to acquire their assets. They started making policy moves to basically move them out of their property, out of their assets. And that's a no-no at that level. So this is why we saw China get thrown under the bus for COVID-19. And I think, I honestly think, Sean, that Donald Trump had something to do with that. I think, I, I've, uh, I've suspected that Donald Trump either released the bioweapon there in Wuhan or he tipped Xi off to the bioweapon release there in Wuhan because that was a, a globalist, elitist plot to basically frame China, right? To flame the globalists for everything. So they wanted to throw China under the bus. And obviously, if you go to event 201, Sean, if you remember the event 201 document and you read through it, the actual outbreak took place somewhere in a wet market in South America, not Wuhan, China. Why would they release this virus in Wuhan, China, right next to the level four lab that was doing the work on it with EcoHealth Alliance, DASIC, it leads right back to Fauci, Chapel Hill, right. North Carolina, gain of function research. Why would they do that? The only people that would right. do that are either white hats, patriots, or someone trying to basically take out those satanic um, um, cabals. So go ahead. An interesting thing, that, enough, you know, we have a lot of people come on the program and talk about how China is the enemy. And I can totally see, you know, the mm -hmm. indicators for that. But I think you're bringing up a good point here. And an interesting thing is that China is not trying to force uh, the, the Sinovac is not an mRNA vaccine, first of all. They're not trying to ma manipulate DNA. And also, they're not forcing the vaccine on their own citizens. 
so that's interesting uh, that they're not really doing the whole, uh, you know, type of thing that big pharma is doing on, on our side of the world, you know, and they're not doing the same that the federal government's doing in our side of the world. So uh, I just think that's an interesting indicator to look at because may, maybe there is more to the story. Uh, maybe, you know, China's just like the U.S. It had, there's white hats and there's a deep state in, in China. We've kind of run out of time here, Josh. Can you tell people where they can go to to watch your shows and listen to your shows? Yeah, real easy to find us, uh, redpills.tv, Monday through Thursday, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. That is uh, my main show that I host. Um, that streams live on our channel. If you just go to redpills.tv slash live, you can find all of our streaming channels from Rumble to Twitch to DLive. Um, and then if you're interested in joining our social network, it's socialredpill.com, www.socialredpill.com. Uh, it's a private social network. We have a lot of fun there. We've got well over about 7,500 members right now active on that platform uh doing some good stuff tonight i'm live again here in a few hours with one of our shows called conversations on the fringe and then going to fringe after dark after that uh, if you don't know david whitehead dw truth war warrior uh, he's been on the History Channel, written many books. He's got a new series out there called Cult of the Medics. He's going to be on with me tonight for Fringe After Dark. That's a subscription series, but all you have to do is just be on the Social Red Pill. If you're on the Social Red Pill, uh, it's a member-exclusive uh, show that's on tonight, uh, later on, about 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, you'll be able to see that show with me and David Whitehead, and then Conversations on the Fringe is just open line, so you guys can call in and ask me questions tonight, and we're talking about weird, wacky, unusual stuff, aliens, UFOs. We'd love to talk about all that fun stuff, but uh, if you guys are interested more in the political environment redpills.tv slash live and we'll be there monday through thursday thank you so much josh looking forward to having you back on the program real soon well thank you for watching americanmediaperiscope.net america's patriot only super channel on october 27th at 8 p.m eastern premium subscribers will get to ask their questions to me and lieutenant scott bennett in a zoom call event and uh, we are at a new time for Making Sense of the Madness. It's now 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. On Monday, we have a U.S. citizen named Christopher Key who's standing up to school boards and universities, helping to guarantee freedoms for our young people. So that's really inspiring to have interviews like that. That's coming up Monday at 6 p.m. And next up tonight, we have the Patriot Street Fighter, Scott McKay, at 7 p.m. Eastern. God bless, Patriots. Good night. <laughs>